0: Hey guys, it's Lily and Bella, and today we're going to center this podcast episode around AAPI month.
1: So AAPI month is Asian American Pacific Islander, and it's basically just a month where we recognize those that are Asian and just, you know, have a month just dedicated to us. Exactly, so we're just kind of going to talk about
0: some things that are Asian related, like what it means to the both of us, like favorite food and media, or like stereotypes, etc. So
1: yeah, what do you want to start with? So I guess what it means to both of us is something yeah. we could start with. I think yeah. for me personally, um, going to a middle school where they were predominantly white kids, I never had this opportunity to be with other kids that are Asian, or that I went through similar things that I've gone through and so you know being able to have a month dedicated to just those that are Asian is just something that's like so special because you know you never really see people that are Asian having a month dedicated to just them you know so people really recognize who they are and that you know they're important to today's culture and society yeah
0: exactly so for me I also kind of went I went to a school that was actually mixed with a lot of different ethnicities and races but I never really had many East Asian friends, and for me, I kind of felt alienated from my class, and so it was hard to find people who had similar situations to me. But now that I'm at Loyola, and although the demographic of Asian people is still relatively small, at least I get to have that close proximity with them, and we get to talk about these certain problems, which is also why I'm glad I'm part of the APISA affinity group. Um, But yeah. I feel like this month has just, like, API month has been in existence for a while, but I think now it's just garnering more attention to it because of
1: the boom of, like, media, the pandemic, pandemic also oh, yeah. could have been, like, a spark for people to kind of recognize that mm-hmm. Asians are humans, they get attacked, and, like, it's something that shouldn't be normal. No, but definitely. it's great to be bringing awareness to everybody so they have an idea of, like, this is what's going on around the world. this is not just something that happens like maybe once a year like this is something that happens often and it's never recognized yeah I think also though like just like this month in general it's not even just about being Asian I feel like it also goes beyond being Asian I think it goes on to or I guess goes to the idea of you know we're all human we all face our challenges whether it's race whether it's education, whatever it is, we all face something and having, you know, even in different months, just celebrating people and how we're all humans, and just celebrating like all the good we bring, yeah? Yeah,
0: listen, humanity can be bad, but it can also be really good at times, and I think just having that kind of connectivity is really important because we're all... I feel like we we tend to be more focused on how we're divided rather than how we can become closer together as a, like a collective society, like we as a society, we the people of the yes. United States of America, <laughs> you know, a Constitution.
1: Yeah, I think also though, just like isn't the Lu- I think Lunar New Year's in February, right? Something like that, yeah. And um, it's actually kind of interesting, like. You know you have that one day celebrating the new year for people that are asian mm-hmm. and then may you get a month yeah. that's dedicated and i think it's just a little interesting because it's like why don't we have you know the asian american pacific islander month in february when asians are being recognized for their new year you know
0: right. there may be like some type of history toward it. i just haven't looked at it which i yeah. <laughs> should probably do but speaking of lunar new year uh that's a day for celebration and for meeting with family and also food. So let's start talking about food. <laughs> What's your favorite, like, Asian food?
1: I mean, there are a lot of things. No, exactly. Yeah, that's like, it's honestly, like, so awesome yeah. that there's so many different types of eating food, but mm. sometimes it gets, like, a little, you know... Overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. I think, for me personally, like, a, a, a Chinese um, tradition is having hot pot, or as mm-hmm. we call it, kokuo. Um, and it's just basically when you your family gets together, and you have a big pot of like boiling broth, and it's raw like thin cut meat, and you just basically just sit at the table and just keep like you know putting the meat in the hot water, watching it cook, having like just time with your family, just talking. About it. So to me, it's one of my favorite meals for I guess Asian yeah. food because it's just a time to just be together with your family, and for me, like it's a time being with my um, Asian grandparents while I'm like eating this food. Yeah, oh
0: my gosh, actually last night I had a dilemma because I was struggling between choosing ramen or chicken tikka masala, and chicken tikka masala is a Indian dish if you guys don't know, but it is so good, and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to order the chicken tikka masala, and I had it with garlic naan, and it was so good. Listen, I feel like all Asians should be appreciated, especially for their culture and their food, because Asia is such a diverse continent, you got like, what, 48 countries, I think, uh,
1: so it's something, big number, but yeah.
0: it's a lot, and the fact that we live in a country where it's so diverse, the melting pot, as they say, like, you, that's why I love living in New York City, because you have so many diverse cultures, and you can just get food from literally any country in America, yeah,
1: and, I think yeah. the idea of, you know, food that's Asian mm-hmm. or considered Asian is nobody recognizes that half of these foods are Asian. Oh, no, yeah. Like, Indian food, like, yeah, like, Indian yeah. Food, like not a lot of people recognize that
0: that's actually Asian. Yeah, they kind and nobody put, appreciates it. Exactly. They put them in their own separate category, and it's like, no, like, they're part of Asia. Yeah. Like, I don't have to tell you. <laughs>
1: or even, like, in just in general, we all basically use things that are from Asia. Mm-hmm. Whether it's China, where they make pretty much majority of our our stuff yeah. that we use every day mm-hmm. or you know maybe it's somewhere in Vietnam like right. all of these things we use are in Asia we right. never get recognized for cars, how much yeah, like, speaking yeah. of like
0: cars from Japan like yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like Nissan and Toyota and I think Honda I think they're all Japanese I could don't quote me on this because I could be wrong but I know for sure like I'm pretty sure Honda is Japanese yeah
1: but it's just nobody recognizes this whole idea of asia is so or asian culture and society is so important to yeah it's the vital. world <laughs> it's vital yeah
0: think of it if we were to think of the world as a body i think asia would kind of be the blood because you know you need blood all throughout your body or else yeah. your limb gets cold and numb and then eventually you know will fall off or something
1: yeah um i think even just going off of food you know mm-hmm. there are so many popular famous asian um Actors, mm-hmm. and I feel like some of them are recognized, yeah, and then they're like, Oh, like these are amazing actors or actresses, but then others are kind of just hidden and nobody sees their talent, right? You know, Ooh, speaking of which, you know how I don't, I don't want
0: to explain this, but I feel like each person who is of a certain ethnicity kind of reps, quote unquote, reps their uh. Um, Country like for example like Michelle Yeoh she's like the Asian poster for Asian American not Asian American but an Asian actress right and then Simu Liu would be the poster boy for an Asian man in media like you know you have your two raps basically like yeah. Priyanka Chopra Bollywood queen like you know but there are so many other actors like Ki Huy recently became very popular even though he had been like in an Indiana Jones movie early 2000s maybe 1990s or something when he was a kid but yeah like he's been around for a while but he's only getting recognition now and oh um like naomi osaka she's a half black and half japanese like that's something
1: you don't always see right
0: And but people are always trying to figure out like oh she's only Japanese or like oh she's only black but you know she's both yeah you know? and there's nothing wrong with being
1: biracial no, yeah yeah um, I think also just putting off this whole idea of people that are famous that mm-hmm. are Asian um, more recently there's been more films about you know Asian culture whether it's um, Crazy Rich Asians and mm-hmm. it talks about like you know what it's like to be Asian or whether it's um, Fresh Off the Boat you know and it's talking about all the hate that in Asian space or even young kids have to face that are Asian or um even just like their Disney movies and was like called like Red Panda I think oh um and it just goes something off like the, that right? yeah it just goes off the idea of turning right, turn and right. And <laughs> red. or you know move on for example yeah. like all of, there's so many Asian movies but nobody realizes how there's actually a story behind it, and there's a lot of personal meaning to it. And, yeah, you know, and they're like
0: little small like nuances, like something yeah. will fly over your head, but they're really important details that you add them in. Yeah. Um, I guess... I'm media now, so I mean, we can talk about like... I mean, I know, so Train to Busan is a very popular Korean movie. It's about zombies infecting the entirety mm-hmm. of Korea and et cetera. but yeah. that was a huge huge thing and now because of that movie like there are a lot of K-Dramas or Korean movies that are making their way into the western world and becoming very popular like Parasite was one of them yeah. Squid Game, but if you but Something that I started to notice is that they all have like really dark themes to them. It's always violence. Exactly like and it's weird because Americans mm-hmm are more drawn to watching like Parasite, watching Train of Busan, or watching um, Squid Game. And it's like, why the violent ones? Why not, you know, the love-heart-filled yeah. ones? I don't know. So
1: exactly. Um, I think it's just, it's so interesting how the world incorporates, you know, Asian uh, actresses and actors into these movies that are about Asian stereotypes, but a lot of people that watch it don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, these are actual real things people face that are Asian. Yeah. Um, also, just random thought, going back to the food for some reason. Oh, I love Sorry. I you know, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Some, like, major cities, you know, there's, like, Koreatown mm-hmm. or China, Chinatown. Like, I think it's so interesting. Right. It's like, those two... I guess. There's also Japantown,
0: but like, in New York City, Japantown's in Brooklyn, which is why it's not as, you know, marketable, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to say market- marketable, because I love Brooklyn. I think yeah. Brooklyn is a great place. But you have people who live in Manhattan, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, everything's walkable, da-da-da, I don't want to have to go to like another borough yeah. you know, to get Japanese food. So they'd rather stay in
1: Manhattan. I think people walk and pass by all these Asian stores. But nobody realizes like there's actually like so much behind this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's maybe like a handful of Asian people that go to the Asian supermarket. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I'm gonna try and try to get my stuff for like, you know, Asian bakery stuff. Yeah, you for, mean, like H Mart. Yeah. And H Mart too. It's like <laughs> It <horrible. laughs> <laughs> um, also like Lily just said, like H Mart. It's like very well known for people that are Asian. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> you don't see that a lot. Just, like there's Costco, like right. what there's Fairway, but they don't really like emphasize I mainly like Asian food.
0: Actually, Costco started to add a few Asian instant food. They
1: added like,
0: bulgogi. Yeah. Oh they yeah, it's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, they also made. um, Ready to microwave dumplings or something? Yeah, but it's also really. Are oh, you trying to guess? Right, it's there's really you, dumplings. Exactly, it's like dependent because like you have to figure out like what tastes good because it's not really always authentic, yeah. Like, yeah. which is why like going to H Mart. Speaking of popularizing Asian marts and stuff, there's supposed to be an H Mart you know opening up around here. Yeah. So I think once that happens, I think a lot more people can be drawn to H Mart mm-hmm. now. One good thing about that is, like, okay, we're going to have a lot more people who appreciate Asian culture, and we'll probably dive into what it's like to be Asian and stuff. But then it's also going to hike up the prices so much, which I am not looking forward to.
1: (laughs) I think also going off of food, like, there are some stereotypes that are really wrong i don't have have to go for asian food like chinese people eat dog and cat like is that true no i mean maybe it is in china i don't know
0: (laughs) i think what it was is that you know there were times where some of these asian countries were very very poor and the only like nutritious meat that they could find were these you know domesticated animals and you know they had no choice it's not as if they wanted it to happen but you know you have to do what you got to do to survive and you know, nowadays, it, obviously, these Asian countries are flourishing, so they no longer have to eat these, you know, human-friendly pets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've moved on to other animals. Like, they have cows. Like, like Asian people are literally people. Like, you don't have to yeah. say, like, oh, you eat cats and dogs and bats and whatever. And it's like, ew, it's gross. Like, don't say that. You're just being rude, yeah. you know? you have this negative disposition towards Asian food because you're like, oh, what if they killed the dog? What if they killed the cat? Yeah. I promise you, it's not that serious, and they probably didn't. Yeah. So just take your chances.
1: <laughs> I think also just like I don't know if you've ever had this situation, but for me, like I remember in my middle school, I had a, basically I had a feeling where I had to choose if I um uh, if I wanted to be white or Asian. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was in a position where it's like. Do I want to get along with all my friends that are considered white? Or am I going to be the only one that's Asian in my school? And I feel like it was always so hard to choose because I don't want to give up the fact that I'm Asian. Mm-hmm. I, it's something I should be proud of. And I didn't realize I, was supposed to be, I should be really proud of this till ninth grade when I started joining the Asian um, group. Like, I didn't realize how... You have to choose always, and it's like there's never a right answer. Yeah. Why can't we be both? I'm half white, half Asian. Like my mom's Italian, I'm Chinese. My mom's Italian, my dad's Chinese. Like, am I gonna really choose between the two races that I am? Yeah, it's even not making a choice is
0: still making a choice. And personally, for me, I had a similar experience, except I'm half Korean, and Brazilian. And I knew a lot more about Brazilian culture. I knew the language, and I watched, you know, the Brazilian music with my dad. So I felt more connected to being Brazilian. So I would say to kids, "Oh yeah, I'm Brazilian," but obviously, since I look very Asian, they would, you know, deny the fact that I was Brazilian. So they were denouncing my heritage yeah. for me. And so at one point, I was like, "Okay, then I guess I'm just Asian." But then there came like, you know, racist jokes, and you know, sometimes they were they were like microaggressions mm-hmm. kind of jokes, like where it's very small and minuscule that I didn't realize that they were racist, yeah. and I would still laugh along with them, because it's like, you know, if I stand up for myself, then I'm seen as like the hot-headed kid mm-hmm. that can't take a joke, but then if I, stay sti- if I stay silent, then it's also like, I you know, am allowing these kids to disrespect my heritage, to disrespect my parents, to disrespect, you know, my ancestors, yeah. and I think that it's unfortunately racism is taught Mm -hmm. and you know most kids don't really notice race until they start to get older until they start to you know ingest these types of media and that's when things start to get really bad
1: i think also we're so lucky that we have a space to you know talk about these things but you know we're like for example my dad would tell me all the things he faced as a kid being an asian or being chinese and all the things my grandparents faced being chinese like the things that i learned from his stories is that people were so cruel mm-hmm. then and i wouldn't say it's necessarily gotten better but i think that the hate and racism that asians face now versus then has been so different like now with social media mm-hmm. covid was part of this like I, I think those are the two main things that i think changed how discrimination and hate It is towards Asians, you know. Like it used to be physical during like time of my like grandparents, my dad. Like there used to be a lot of more hate, and it was not right. You know, slurs, um, being hurt, you know, being made fun of, just being told things. I think now it's just we're not even told. We're labeled as you know, just one thing of being Mm Asian, which is you're the problem. You started COVID you, you know, you're weird because you bring food that is not normal, mm-hmm. you know, there's just so many other things yeah, a lot of it ties into
0: what the media puts out and actually I was writing my research paper on this I started my research paper by saying that, you know, social media is kind of like the brain of society because whatever you see feel or hear, that's kind of dictated by social media and what types of stories are put out, and at a point, like, you start to feel so much that you start to get desensitized to these certain subjects, because you see so much violence, you see so much hate, that eventually just becomes part of your, you know, normal, everyday life, and so you learn to deal with that kind of thing, but, I mean, controversies start conversation, and so, I mean, as much as I absolutely hated the period where people were being absolutely out of control with, you know, assaulting Asian people, it started conversations. It started, you know... It forced people to look at the root of the problem. Like, look... You know, reflect on themselves and think, is what I'm doing, like, detrimental to someone else's health? You know? Yeah. And so, at least, you know, it started this kind of self-reflection. And, I mean, now we have people who stand up for these types of rights, I don't don't know if rights is the right word, but, you know, starting conversations, delving more into problems Mm -hmm. in Asian media, and just overall respecting the culture and the effort that is
1: put into this culture, you know? Yeah, I also just like, imagine if we were in Asia, you know? Would we be seen as so much more different? Would we really be like, see it as the odd one probably like we're half white you know like <clears throat> are they gonna say something and then are we yeah, now yeah. not you know part of the normal group of asians mm-hmm. so like i really wonder like if we were to be in asia right now how would we be treated you know and the roles are flipped yeah because like we're so used to you know dealing with all of these struggles now in like america versus like if we were in asia i'm pretty sure we would face the same type of like discrimination, but now in a different way. Yeah.
0: We would be labeled as too Americanized or too white or foreign, you know, not part of the whole. Mm -hmm. And that's the the kind of struggle that, you know, you and I and many other kids have to face, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, Asian kids who were born and raised in America or half Asian kids, you know, that were still born and raised in America, but we're like these little puzzle pieces that never fit into the whole picture. Yeah. Like no matter how you flip or rotate us, we don't fit in. Yeah. And I mean, we kind of just have to make peace with that because you can't force your- yourself into a shape. You can't, you know, dis- no, I don't want to say dismember, but you can't like <laughs> dislocate your limbs yeah. to fit into something. Like if, it, if you don't fit, you don't fit. So just, you have to find something else. You have to find an alternative with my hands a lot
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I mean going off we said a lot but what are solutions for us you know like what should the world know you know or what should our community know I think for me personally I think it's we're all different Mm -hmm. and just because we're a different race than maybe the majority of the kids in our school is it really worth putting this down Mm. or is it worth just being nice to everybody and you know it's easier said than done being nice to everybody it sounds like a cliche but it's like really it's 2023 now and we're still being hate or like just giving people hate like it's not right and it's not something that should be or continue to happen it should not be like happening anymore like there should be solutions of how we can change this and i mean while you know it could be small So the small impact is going to have a larger impact than nothing. Yeah, it's the kind of rippling
0: effect, you know, just one water droplet, it creates this large ripple. I think, listen, I think being different should be the new normal. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because we all, we're all different shapes and sizes, we're all different. (laughs) I don't know why I said shapes and sizes, but whatever. Like, yes, I'm a rectangular prism and you are a circle. (laughs) That's how it works? I'm, I'm just kidding. But you know, we're all different in our own way. We all have you know, relatively unique experiences. Yeah. We all add our own color to the canvas. And I think that being different should, be able, should allow people to be able to be normal in a sense, or feel yeah. normal. Like, we can all be those chunky, weird puzzle pieces together made a nice little abstract piece yeah listen, the moment they love abstract stuff yeah wait yeah modern art yeah they (laughs) love abstract pieces they love modern we're all abstract
1: we're all abstract so you know just fit us into the moment we're good yeah (laughs) i mean i guess the last thing i might i think we should end off with is what do we want to leave the podcast with we just said like you know how can we fix this problem but what do we want to leave everybody with do you want to go first, a moment? I actually don't even know, so you go first. Okay. I mean, the main thing I want to leave off with of is just, as I was talking before, it is hard to be the first one to make a difference in this world, mm-hmm. but being the first one is, while it's scary, it has the biggest impact on just the world. It has a big impact on people that are facing these problems. It, it's just something about being kind to one another, for me, and respecting other people, whether it's their race they're different or anything. Like, it's just something that should be known. That's the bell. That's the bell.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, man, that bell.
1: I mean, personally
0: for me, I agree with what you said, and just to, you know, kind of talk to Loyola, you know, the community of Loyola, if you're ever going to say something, I want you to do this, like, stoplight method. Stop. (laughs) Think about what you're going to say. Wait a little bit, and... You know, break it down. See like the alternate ways that a person could react to what you're saying, and then if you decide that okay, this is something positive that I'm going to say to someone, then go for it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like red light, yellow light, green light, go. So
1: I think just also going after that, like just you know, ending this. Um, I learned this thing in kindergarten, my like elementary school. It's called SOS, self, other, surroundings. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of like your red light, green light, yeah. Mm yellow light thing, whether yes. it's just, you know, it's whether it's about yourself or others and how others are treating you, and just your surrounding, you know, you want to be with people that are going to respect you, and mm-hmm. if you're not going to respect us for who we are, then be that person and make a difference. I like that. <laughs> I guess, well... Is this is the closing segment? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening about um, AAPI month, and hopefully... You know, we left a mark on you guys. Should I do a shout-out?
0: Shout-out to Mr. Daly, because I think he said he listens to all the podcasts, but if he doesn't (laughs) listen, that's going to be really awkward. (laughs) So, praying that he does. Yeah. All right, well, bye. Bye.